Coming to you from the long-running music review website, adobeandteardrops.com. Both got hooked on the sweet temptation. Bringing you all of the amazing music that you're missing. I found my piece hidden in the story. My death will hold no need for mourning. From New York to Florida and all around the world, Rachel and Vaughn bring you the Adobe and Teardrops podcast. Both got hooked on the sweet temptation. Some ethical final destination. Welcome to Adobe and Teardrops episode 150. Woohoo! It's a big milestone, and I can't think of any two people who should be on here more than Gabe DiChiara, who we'll get into it, but wrote for Nine Bullets for a while under the name Wolf DiChiara, and my beloved Rosa Schneider. Gabe very generously uh, donated to the Rainbow Rodeo zine, and so now he's co hosting this episode with me, and then Rosa's hopping on too. Because it's just more fun that way. Also, because Rosa inspired this uh, episode. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. This is incredibly exciting. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me here. Well, I feel like there was a moment where Gabe and I discovered that we are very similar people. <laughs> we were very, it's somewhere on Facebook. I wonder if there's a way to search for it. But like, I guess we became Facebook friends through Charles, who wrote for Nine Bullets as well and has a great radio show called Ajax Diner Book Club. And yeah. uh, that's how we found each other again on Facebook. And then we discovered that we also are like 30-year-olds who love Redwall. <laughs> True. Still True. love grown, it, I should say. Grown, grown, grown adults. adults who love those stories of rabbits and mice. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, that is how our internet friendship has struck up. But this is the first time we've actually uh, spoken to each other in person, which has been very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome. I've been reading like I, I even remember I forget what review it was, but I actually read one of your reviews before we like before we started started talking. And um yeah, your your blog has always been been excellent. Every time I've listened to the show, it's been so much fun. Okay, so uh, this is great. And also, Rosa is Rosa. What is your doctorate in? Uh, theater. Right. Um, and Rosa loves Shakespeare, and I love Shakespeare, and so it's like, wow, all of this <laughs> fandom in one place. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think I think that's how I started liking your tweets. Right, is that you had all of those like Shakespeare. <laughs> Just nonstop, just nonstop yeah. Shakespeare tweets. Yeah, I'm a lot of fun <laughs> as a human being. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's not true. You're super fun. As everyone should find out right now. <laughs> um, so I'm curious because I know little bits and pieces about you, but I want to put it all like into like one timeline. So I know that you've acted. I know that you lived in New Orleans and now you're back in Nevada or Nevada. Uh, and I know that you also are usually on the right side of politics, even if it's often the losing side. <laughs> like Gabe's wearing a, an Elizabeth Warren shirt um, and that you're really involved in politics in Nevada. Yeah, um, all, of, all of that is true. So I, uh, I grew up here in Las Vegas. Uh, I went to like a special performing arts 
um, high school, which is Ooh. sort of where my love of, of Shakespeare and, and theater got struck up. And then um, when I was auditioning for colleges, I sort of like, I wanted to get, you know, away from home. Um, but I also wanted to not pay any money. Um, so I went to a, uh, for the first two years, a community college in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. Um, and then for the next two years, I went to actually a women's college in, um, in Missouri, where they accepted, uh, at the time, I was there for sort of like the, the last gasp of that program, um, but they accepted uh, male students for uh, acting and dance. And so um, I spent, it was very, it was a very strange time in my life. Um, it was like a little private college in the same uh, in the same town where Mizzou is in, in Columbia, Missouri. Um, and there's a, a student body population of about 800. Um, and of those 800, uh, 15 of us were men. Um, and it was a, uh, yeah, it was, it was a weird time. So I spent a lot of time working on plays. Um, all of the male students, uh, if you weren't in a show every day, you had to go to the scene shop and do um, essentially like carpentry, like stage carpentry. Um, <laughs> And so it was like this really weird sort of like working class existence in the middle of this like really upper middle class private women's college. Um, and that's where I had like had no, I didn't know football because I wasn't from the Midwest. And like, it was, it was culture shock in a lot of different ways. And obviously um, I went from, you know, because I am a, a, you know, like a straight cis white man, right? All of a sudden I was the minority in every single room that I was in. Um, cause every single class is just, you know, um, is, is filled with women and that I could go on at length <laughs> about <laughs> a lot of the, like the learning that I had to do. And even, um, like the unpacking of some of that experience that I had to do after the fact, and it was a lot, but I'm going to tie this back into the music, <laughs> um, because one day I got an anonymous, uh, and I, I don't know if I still have the track listing. I got an anonymous mix CD in, in the mail, in my student mailbox, um, that included some like, some like old Crow Medicine show and some Johnny Cash, but it also crucially, um, had two Lucero songs. I think it had, uh, I think it had the, the, the Jawbreaker cover, Kiss the Bottle, and um, uh, Ain't So Lonely. Um, God, my memory's so bad, we're getting so old. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just never, so like, other than like a college friend's dad playing Wilco, and like when you're, I don't know, for me at least, when like a dad is playing like a bootleg Wilco live recording, it, in one ear, immediately out the other. Um, but all of a sudden I was like, in this place where I didn't know many people and my personal life was very weird and everything was super like difficult. And then there's like, you know, 22 year old Ben Nichols while I'm 22 and he's singing about like, what if I just got drunk and that would fix all my problems. I'm like, yeah, so what is this music? Who gets this? <laughs> um, and I started Googling stuff. And so that's how I found Nine Bullets. Mm -hmm. And that's how I found at the time um, Suburban Home Records and, and started like listening to a bunch of these bands um, and, and reading like really voraciously about this like genre of music. Um, and a couple things, I'm glad that the genre has really grown, expanded both in terms of like, um, or at least my taste has expanded in terms of who I listen to, but also um, a lot of those artists grew up. I think that 
honestly, I think that one of the most productive things that anyone in sort of the scene does is Ben Nichols regularly talks about how a bunch of the songs he wrote were stupid and he made a bunch of mistakes <laughs> and like is no longer as fixated on the like substance abuse and other aspects mm. of like his early, he's just not interested in it anymore. And I think that's really important. Anyway, yeah, started, uh, so that that's when I started like really being a hyper fan uh, to a just really miserable extent. Um, shout out to all the artists who had to put up with me waiting for my moment to strike and tell them how important their music was to me. <laughs> um, poor Shane Sweeney from Two Count Garage. I just remember I like cornered him in a bar. I was I kissed him on the forehead and he thought that I was an insane person. But in my <laughs> mind, it was like so biblical because his the songs he played that night meant so much to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, so then I moved to Los Angeles, did the acting thing. Uh, moved to New Orleans, did more of the acting thing, did a bunch of like more, like whatever. I was a bookkeeper. I worked for a psychic. It was a whole, it, life's been a whole thing. Um, but then I decided to move back home and get involved in politics for a few reasons. Um, I could, I don't know, there can, we can record a secret a secret side episode where I just talk about how fucked the uh, prison industrial complex is and how it's a direct uh, a direct outgrowth and descendant of of slavery the the original sin of the United States of America that we've never truly gotten over as a society um, or or brought to brought to rights in any meaningful way um, but that's for a separate podcast <laughs> um, but so I uh, I really wanted to get involved and I, I that's when I, I started working for. Um, uh, the first of several progressive women I've worked for who didn't win their races, um, Chris June Kiliani, who's just a stellar, um, stellar public servant and a really powerful and, and compelling and kind woman um, who ran for governor of Nevada. I worked for her and that didn't work out. And then I ran a congressional race up in Northern Nevada and that didn't work out. And then um, like, so I'm, I'm wearing one of my many Elizabeth Warren t-shirts mm -hmm. I have um, working for Elizabeth Warren is like, in my opinion, one of the most important things I've ever done. I know that she cares. Um, like, I don't care who you are and what side of the, the partisan divide um, you fall on. I can just tell you from personal experience um, and hearing from folks that were personally uh, um, affected by actual decisions and choices that she made. Um, she cares so much about people and she cared so much about this country. Um, and while I'm grateful that, you know, Donald Trump will not be our president in a little while, um, it still breaks my heart a little bit that we, we weren't quite ready for a woman in the White House. Um, and so I, you know, I've still been listening to music. Like I said, I've, I've been really trying to like from, uh, from, you know, only listening to music from, that's not true. I've always listened to a ton of hip hop, um, but from mostly listening to um, music that's, that's made by dudes who look like me. And if you're listening to this and you don't know for sure, uh, I absolutely do have like a beard and like I'm wearing a white hat. <laughs> it's like, look, y'all, I know, I know what it is. Um, but I, I have tried to like expand the, like my, my musical diet and my media diet. And, and Rachel has been really great. Um, the, uh, the music festival that um, she put on a couple of months ago. Was it a year ago? How long? Ago? <laughs> it was about six months ago because that's when we got <laughs> about About six <laughs> months ago. Um, that was really yeah. great and exposed yeah. me to a bunch of great artists that I'd never heard before, like Catherine the Great. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of me talking about myself. I'm happy to be here. I can pay you both. I'm not sure if my insurance covers um, the podcasting specifically, um, but I'll... I'll you know, get, get you paid on the way out of here. <laughs>
No problem. No. I mean, as women, we do emotional labor for free all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing uh, you. You're gonna have yeah, to no, correct. No. That's a big. That's a no, big no, spike no. in the, yeah. the levels. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I, I have to say it was, um, so, uh, f- over the summer, my, my computer broke because of course it did because everything else was going on. Um, and I had to get a new one and, um, on my, uh, on the, the, the cover of my computer was, was the Elizabeth Warren, uh, public schools made me sticker. And I was so sad <laughs> that like, I couldn't like, I couldn't like peel it off without like completely ruining it. So I still have the cover to a, a laptop that no longer fits, but I will keep it forever. Yeah. I'll, I mean, look, I'll see, uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I know some people who know some things about some leftover Elizabeth Warren Ooh. stickers. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Look, her commitment to making a public school teacher, the secretary of education was like, was super yeah. important for two yeah. reasons. One, because a public school teacher should be secretary of education. Betsy DeVos is uh, one, a monster, um, but also separately should never have been secretary of education. Uh, but, you know, that was an idea that came from a person. Like, uh, I forget the woman's name. I follow her on Twitter, but she was, she was a public school teacher in New York um, who yeah, was at right. an Elizabeth Warren event. Um, you can see my cat phasing in and out of reality. Who was <laughs> it's, at it's an, wonderful. <laughs> who was at an Elizabeth Warren event and like took one of our staffers aside and said, Hey, I think this is a really good idea. That's really important for the future of the country. And like, it went up the chain, right? That staffer told mm-hmm. another staffer who told our press secretary, who told the campaign manager um, every day after, ever, I'm so sorry. It's been so long since I've gotten to tell Elizabeth Warren war stories. After, after every single event, um, Elizabeth yeah. Warren would get on the phone with her campaign manager, Roger Lau, and tell him the list of things that people told her. So like she would do the selfie lines, right? Um, and yeah. I can, I've worked the selfie lines, I can tell you. Um, she listens to every person, much as the staff wanted to like rush people through the lines, she could get through it. Absolutely not. She would, she would stand and, and listen to everyone who had something to say. Um, and so she would call her campaign manager and would say, this is what I'm hearing from people. This is what people on the ground are worried about. Th- th- these are the concerns that, that folks have about our country, about the presidency, about all of these different things. And that was one of those things that like made its way up to Elizabeth Warren. And she had a conversation with her senior staff. And within, I think a month and a half, we had like, we put out our education plan and that was like the, the number one thing on top of it. Um, and I think that's what we need more of in this country. Um, you know, elected officials who really um, don't like listen to people, yes, but but also um, uh, don't just listen. They also take their concerns seriously and they take the ideas of, of folks on the ground and, and figure out how to um, work them into solutions to, to helping our country. I am so sorry for this. It's okay. <laughs> I would love to like hear more from this, uh, perhaps for when we're not recording because yeah, there's yeah, probably yeah, stuff so you that edit, you don't want to talk about on the record. No, I think we should keep it all in. I think people need to know, but if you're a Bernie bro, like please don't rage out. Don't, don't have a stroke. <laughs> I there can be more that. than one. You're right. There, I'm saying it though, that there can be more than one political leader who's doing the right yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. I, God, I yeah. like that. Honestly, some of the most productive conversations that I had uh, on the campaign trail um, were with um, Sanders uh, staff, like, because look, the, the reality is, even though like we knew that that our respective campaigns were both like um, the, more at odds, like, you know, um, we were in competition with each other more than perhaps we were with some of the other candidates. When it comes to like solutions for uh, America, when it, when it comes to like actual um, problem solving 
in every single one of those rooms, the Bernie staffers and I knew that we were more on the same page than anyone else there, right? Yeah. Uh, and there, there was, you know, I wish that some of that solidarity that that I experienced between a lot of the, and not just political staffers, but like organizers and people doing the work in, you know, nonprofits. I wish that some of the solidarity that we felt that's like, hey, yes, we disagree politically, um, but also we know that we are the strongest allies that each other has. I wish that some of that solidarity made its way onto the fucking internet. Um, yeah, for real. Uh, uh, all that being said, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah. All, all that, all that being said, um, I still think if we were going to elect a moderate, it should have been Kamala Harris because the United States needs a woman president. I'm just going to say that <laughs> right now. Okay, but moving yeah. on. <laughs> no, I, I don't think anyone here is thrilled for a Joe Biden president. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thrilled for it to not be a Trump presidency. And that's, I knew what I was Absolutely. voting for. That's what I voted 100%. for. So Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hmm, how do we all want to do this? So Rosa suggested the playlist theme and that's what we all worked on. But then I have a couple people who, before we decided on the theme, I said it was going to play their music on this episode. So I wanted to play their music first. So yeah, so we'll get into our themed playlist after this set of songs. We're going to start off with the Dennis Brothers. Uh, it's been nice to, I mean, Gabe earlier in the show was talking about how Americana or as a sound has sort of grown and expanded, but um, I feel like a constant push and pull between this sort of like dudes with gruff voices who want to sing about how sad they are. Um <laughs> And then also people who are trying to be, who are uh, pushing to be more experimental than that. Uh, but now that that sound, those newer sounds have been around for a while, like all the cosmic country stuff, like I finding myself more interested in the kind of back to basics approach. And that's what I'm hearing with the Dennis brothers. So first we're gonna hear the title track of their album, Everywhere I Go and Patreon subscribers your one bonus song for this episode, because I know our chats are going to get a little longer for this episode, is Close Calls. Oh 
sipping at a five Packing up our gear From another show tonight Singing our songs From Willie Bob and Young There's gonna come a day When these days have come and gone And my boots don't fit the feet I'm in And my steps don't show the man I've been Oh, and everywhere I go They're hiding And the girls I find don't dare say Boo!
Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a goal, carry love in every fiber of the fabric of your soul. Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a goal, carry love in every fiber of the fabric of your soul. Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a goal, carry love in every fiber of the fabric of your soul. Your sleeves are threadbare and your shoes are wearing from the road. When your spirit's too thin and your heart's too heavy, remember all that we've been told. Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a goal, carry love in every fiber of the fabric of your soul. Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a Nothing more than show When our fuel is fracked And our lives hijacked Remember all that we've been told Carry freedom in your heart Carry justice as a goal Carry love in every fiber Of the fabric of your soul Carry freedom in your heart Carry justice as a goal Another sequel to a tragic tale that we've been sold When I can't get married and I can't be buried By the one I pledge forevermore Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a goal Carry love in every fiber of the fabric of your soul Carry freedom in your heart, carry justice as a
the Dennis Brothers, we heard Brad Brooks, who's a California-based singer-songwriter, and this is his first album after uh, his brush with throat cancer, um, and it sounds great. There's a lot of really powerful music on here, um, but I wanted to highlight Strange Fruit Numb from God Save the City, just a good old Bay Area-based blues rock protest album. And then uh, for the songs that Patreon subscribers voted on, Cece uh, broke the rules and we're gonna have to report her to the 
Federal Elections Commission because she voted for two songs instead of one (laughs) for this week's uh, poll. So obviously, you know, we are going to have to process this and bring it up to the Supreme Court. But until then, let's just listen to both with Tret Fuhrer. We had a Freedom from Rembrandt Afternoon, one of the early out and queer uh, women's music singers. And then uh, I like to think of them as their spiritual successor with Pillow Queen, an Irish queer punk group with the song How Do I Look from their fantastic new album In Waiting. All right. So Gabe's back. He's got his Whitewater Tavern hat. For those who don't know, that's sort of like the home base for Last Chance Records, which is the current record label of all the guys who got swindled out of Suburban Home Records, which was in Denver. (laughs) You probably know more about that story than I do. I just know that one day it was a record label and then the next day it was gone. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. Um, And actually uh, I do, if it's okay, if I can shout out, um, I think they're gonna be living on the Arkansas Times um, YouTube page Mm -hmm. for for a little bit. Um, Every year's, Every year, Last Chance Records did a holiday hangout that was sort of like a celebration of their label. Um, It was in partnership with Whitewater Tavern, which is a really storied um, music venue in Little Rock, Arkansas, and um, Tree of Knowledge Books, which is a really great uh, local local bookstore. Um, And so I had a great time. I was able to go a few times. But this year, obviously, because of the ongoing um, pandemic, um, it had to move online. And so I think that you can still see um, those sets. And mm-hmm. it's it's really great. Um, it's like pretty short sets from a bunch of really great artists, um, but it's a really excellent way to hear, especially some like newer stuff and older stuff. Um, ben Nichols from Lucero played a few songs off of his new record. Um, Corey Brandon played is essentially like, at this point he's covering his old stuff. Like <laughs> he played, um, uh, you know, he played Tall Green Grass, but it's not, it's nothing like you've heard tall green grass before. Um, and so the, uh, as of recording um, the, the Sunday one with um, a bunch of folks, including John Moreland is gonna be happening in a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. you can head over to the Arkansas Times um, uh, page and give those um, a watch. And also, uh, you know, obviously in addition to supporting this podcast and supporting um, Adobe and Teardrops, uh, if you can drop a couple dollars, uh, Last Chance Record is doing like all of that is done as a fundraiser for the staff um, uh, of the Whitewater Tavern. Obviously, live music venues are, are undergoing um, a, a, a very difficult time um, and with seemingly no support from uh, from the federal government. Um, so anything you can do, even if it's not to them, even if it's like figuring out how to support a local venue, support local musicians. Um, obviously that's something that we want to encourage. Yeah. I'm going to link to that in the show notes and, um, Sunday night is usually our movie night, but I think maybe we should watch the, the holiday hangout sets. Cause this oh, is well. probably the year I would have like just gone, you know, right? I'm like, I never had the, when I was teaching, I couldn't just like justify going to Arkansas for a weekend. And then up until this year, I, I didn't have enough money to justify going to Arkansas for a weekend. And now I have the time and the money and then it was 2020. So I think we need to make a pledge to all go together at some point. Agreed. Uh, yes. Um, it's so, it, man, it's so much fun. Yeah. And then like, I've, you know, again, just through like the internets, like made friends with other people who through this music scene, and it would be so cool to like meet people in person. Um, 
but also we don't know how to drive so i feel like that's kind of a barrier <laughs> to going it All looks right. like well, it's no. sort of a, let's make, yeah let's let's make the pledge right here i will be your chauffeur i'll do all the driving it'll be great because <laughs> it doesn't look like it's in the city it looks like it's kind of a little ways it's out pretty, there's a look um at last chance records we they they keep it classy they, they, yeah. there's usually a discounted room rate at the la quinta mm-hmm. um in downtown right. little rock and there's a shuttle bus that just boom, oh okay perfect the, right never mind yeah. yeah oh yeah no that group of folks uh everyone obviously everyone should if they do drink they should drink responsibly and if, <laughs> yes um, if but yeah definitely big drinkers consume, but look let me tell you as someone who has uh i was the i was the dd for the sunday show or the saturday show once um <laughs> And having uh, uh, some of the folks that we may have mentioned previously on this podcast pile into my car, perhaps in my lap while I drove everyone through yep. the McDonald's at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that those shuttle drivers are doing doing the work at doing the work. <laughs> yeah, it might not surprise anybody that uh, people who are attracted to songs about being sad and drunk <laughs> wouldn't then get drunk. <laughs> at the show at the, a, like the convention of sad and no. drunk people yeah yeah as like a as like a as like a as like a support group yeah <laughs> yeah well speaking, speaking of, of sad, sad and yeah drunk. Go, go ahead rosa yeah. so rosa why don't you tell us about uh our theme for today uh sure so um as part of my job uh i teach um, this kind of uh, great books in modern day curriculum um, at a high school in Orange, New Jersey, um, which has been really, really fantastic and really, really awesome. Um, and one of the kind of goals of this program is to kind of make the, you know, quote unquote classics, canon, whatever, um, more accessible and more available for people who may not have heard it before may not have engaged with it before um so one of the things that we really like to do and what i really like to do and what i did honestly anyway when i was in my phd program and after um is to kind of try to um connect what we were reading to popular culture to modern day culture so like um you know when uh we were reading the symposium um, a little while. Well, when we were reading the symposium uh, in my college class, uh, it just so happened that um, Ariana Grande's Thank You Next had been released as well as uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Party for One. Um, And uh, so we were reading the symposium, which is about love and kind of how the different, the different variations of love. And so we were talking about how uh, the symposium is actually kind of a journey from uh, Carly Red Jepsen's A Party for One, which is about many things, but it is mostly about self-pleasure, um, all the way to uh, Ariana Grande's Thank You Next, which is kind of meditating on um, love and heartbreak and breakups and stuff like that. Um, so I took that. And when we were doing uh, Sappho's uh, poetry with my 11th graders, um, I decided that what we were going to do for the first poem called Deathless Aphrodite um, was think about uh, unrequited love songs. Um, so I posted on Twitter uh, what unrequited love songs would you post would you pick to pair with uh this poem um should i go ahead and read it do we want to yes, like please. yes okay yeah, read it. okay <clears throat> <clears throat> so uh 
because because Gabe, you uh, are um, such a, a, an actor, a theater actor. I wanted to just let you know that I'm going to be doing it in my most actorly style. Um, Love it. I'm a I'm a dramaturg generally, so I'm I'm kind of behind the scenes. But no, uh, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. I'm, I'm oh. honored to be uh, <laughs> uh, in in attendance at this performance. Excellent. <clears throat> okay. So this is the Anne Carson translation um, from her fabulous uh, collection called If Not Winter, which if uh, you don't have it, you should pick up, uh, speaking of loneliness and various other things. Um, <clears throat> so this is the first kind of uh, full poem that we have. Uh, a lot of Sappho's poetry is in fragments. Um, okay. Deathless Aphrodite of the Spangled Mind, child of Zeus, who twists lures. I beg you, do not break with hard pains, O oh lady, my heart. But come here if ever before you caught my voice far off and listening, left your father's ha golden house and came, yoking your car. And fine birds brought you, quick sparrows over the black earth, whipping their wings down the sky through midair they arrived. But you, O oh blessed one, smiled in your deathless face and asked what now again? I have suffered and why now again I am calling out and what I want to happen most of all in my crazy heart. Whom should I persuade now again to lead you back into her love? Who, O Sappho, is wronging you? For if she flees, soon she will pursue. If she refuse gifts, rather that she will give them. If she does not love, soon she will love even unwilling. Come to me now. Loose me from hard care and all my heart longs to accomplish, accomplish. You be my ally. So good. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Schneider. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this is a good moment to point out that one of Rosa's students uh, said to her this week that she sounds like Ellen. <laughs> and I feel like... Uh, we all know where that came from, but also I think we all have proof now that Rachel, uh, Rosa really sounds more like a very sexy Rachel Meadow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gabe, you might need to leave for a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So sorry, hold on. Let me turn my camera off. <laughs> um, so I guess the, the glass here is that this is a poem about unrequited love and Sappho is begging Aphrodite to make this woman love her. And Aphrodite's like, I've already done this like a zillion times. You got to just get over it. <laughs> <Essentially>. <laughs> See, you're the cultured one in this relationship. I've listened to sad people with guitars. <laughs> um, and so then Gabe, you put a bunch of songs together and then I added a couple in. So I would love to hear about the first two songs uh, you have up for us and then we'll take a listen to them. Yeah, um, so wanted to, uh, I'll, I'll you know go into it for, for each of the songs as we go, but I really wanted to uh, come prepared for being on this show. <laughs> um, so uh, all of these songs are, are written by or co-written by um, women. Some are, are queer women. First up, we have um, Lucy Dacus uh, with um, Addictions off for Album Historian. Um, this was the first song by her that I, I heard and uh, I think that it's, I mean, I think all of her songs are beautiful, but um, something that I think the poem gets, um, gets across in some of these lines is like, 
how unhinged you can feel when you're at this point of like of unrequited love where like you don't really care what happens like if they take you back or if not it's just like you need something needs to be different you you um yeah I think unhinged is the best way to put it and I think uh addictions uh, is a song that um really captures the like I don't know how how things can feel so quiet but also so terrible and I think that the song musically and lyrically does a really good job of um, switching back and forth between those sort of gears. Um, and then uh, we've got, uh, a, was, was Domestique, was Ghost Shirt on Suburban Home? I don't know. Um, but then we've got Ghost Shirt, um, which is a, a Columbus, Ohio band. Mm-hmm. Um, David Murphy, who was the drummer for Two Cow Garage for, for a long time, was also in Ghost Shirt. Um, and this is a song by, uh, I took show notes. Um, the, the singer is uh, Samantha Kim. Um, and oh, this yeah, is a yeah. really, really beautiful, uh, really beautiful also like similarly unrequited love song. Um, the, the chorus, you know, uh, all the bars in town are open while your heart is closed. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's perfect. Um, and so, yeah, these are, these are the songs I, I thought you'd, um, we'd start with. Cool. Let's take a listen. Freeze frame, tidal wave in the passenger side. I'm still a nervous kid after all this time. Can you imagine what it's like to be?
the end of that set i couldn't help how could i not but put in karen and the sorrows why won't you come back to me from their newest album guaranteed broken heart uh though as you can tell from the title there are a lot of songs about (laughs) unrequited love and karen's got so many of those but i really like the sort of haunting nature of this one i felt like in a way it's sort of like ghostly echoing through the ages the way uh sappho's poetry still does (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's such a good that's such a good point. There's that like and in the poem too, there's that sense of of history, right? Like like Rosa said, this is not the first time it has happened. Um it, it probably will happen again, right? Um and that's something that is uh yeah, that really does come through, Rachel. Yeah. And I, I love what you said, by the way, of uh the unhinged. 
um the kind of the kind of sense it's like yeah ex exactly like she has this like deep relationship with aphrodite and like this is what she does with it um is kind of is kind of absolutely amazing my students called her thirsty um and, sure. but i think That's i think on him yeah. is, is also is also a good yeah good way of thinking about it I guess the question is, is uh, yearning like an inherent aspect of being a lesbian or do we just like, all <laughs> feel like we have to <laughs> because might, Sappho set be, the template. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's a conversation for off, off mic. Um, <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, not all of her songs are like unrequited. Like there's, there's some like songs about the fact that her you know, girlfriend left her. Um, there's some jealousy songs. There's there's a lot there. Above like I had there's, just there's had a, sex there's songs. A, yeah. There's there's a few I just had sex songs and there's uh one that's really funny that is about how she has a boyfriend in Canada. Right. <laughs> I Rosa, can you is there some sort of um is there some sort of subscription service where you can just sort of unpack the classics? Um, in, in I think Wayne's that would be a really fun podcast. Oh, that would yeah, be absolutely, it? and that would, like make a playlist. I would subscribe. Yeah. Uh, actually, the the very last like scholastic project that I put any amount of effort in was for my Shakespeare class, where I um, wrote a paper and did a presentation on how similar The Godfather and Henry the Fourth Part One are. Um, culminating in like the the massacre of Hotspur with uh, Sonny getting killed at the uh, at the turnpike there. Um, so obviously this is that that sort of work is very near and dear to my heart. Oh, absolutely, three hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't have anything to add in that one, so we'll just keep going. I've never actually seen the grad <laughs> Godfather. Um, Fine. Yeah. So I feel like uh, next up but we've got. Have you, but have you read Henry the Fourth Part One? Now that's the real. <laughs> I don't good. think I've done that either, but I did what? spend a lot of time studying British history. Well, you know, on uh, is it Broadway HE? One of one of the services mm. that we've somehow uh, subscribed to because pandemic twenty twenty, um, they have the Donmore Warehouses all all female version. Oh yeah, of, uh, Henry the Fourth. Yeah, we should watch, watch that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we, we saw the yes, we saw the the Julius. Uh, I I dragged early in our relationship. I dragged Rachel to the Julius Caesar one. Um, it wasn't dragging. I liked it. So that cute. that was what we were doing uh, <laughs> when we were allowed to go outside. Is that Rachel would take me to shows and then I would take her to theater stuff. And she only disliked one thing I brought her to. Yeah. Wow, that's a pretty great hit rate. Yeah. I, and I think you only disliked one band. I don't remember who though. Right. Or maybe there's more than one you decided. You just didn't tell me. Uh, I the the only the only tie to my performance life um, that I maintained is there's a, a really great local theater company here in Vegas called Bard at the Bar, where there's like okay. these two specific bars where they um, they do like really abridged Shakespeare performances. It's like less than an hour, no intermission, but in in bars. Okay. Um, and so the first show I saw by them was a gender flipped. Um, taming of the Shrew, which is, in my opinion, the only way you should do taming, right? Um, woman starves a man, tells him what to wear. Very funny. Uh, as written, less funny. Yeah. Um, but I was supposed to be the, uh, uh, the whatever, the Shrew. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And, and so in, in their, like, next, uh, 
their next performance. Um, the pandemic happened and unfortunately it didn't happen, but man, I love Shakespeare, you guys. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm all about like, yeah, just like chopping them up, putting them in different places. You know, if we're, if you're going to do Shakespeare, you have to have like a real reason to. Um, so, uh, it is, I think this, this comes from not only my years of experience, but also my, uh, grad program, all, most of the theater people, most of the English theater people were Shakespeare. And Mm. so I had to like justify (laughs) my existence to them. Uh, so definitely just chop them up put them in different places I love it and and those kind of like Shakespeare at the bar I think is a perfect way of like recapturing some of the kind of energy sorry I can I can go on about this so we'll, we'll just yeah no off, please. So we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a prison abolition podcast we'll have a Shakespeare mm-hmm. podcast excellent love it we'll have just a um just one about lesbians you know yeah we'll have yeah. a few <laughs> I think Gabe is very qualified to I think so. <laughs> for that one <laughs> off mic we'll talk <laughs> um yeah i'd make a joke but i'm not gonna so <laughs> we're doing great yeah. we're doing great um so next up we've got lean beans three and the glory fires and i feel like they are like the band that hits like the emotional chords for you that two cow garage does for me if that makes sense yeah um yeah. i think that I think that that makes sense. I have, um, I have actually the very first, uh, I've got the very first glory fires tattoo that anyone had ever gotten. Um, I was, I really liked their, I really liked their, their music. And I actually saw them play live when I was like a miserable, I was like doing 30 days straight of like carpentry and travel carpentry and, and other work. Um, and they played their song, the dirt track, and I'd never heard it before. It wasn't released yet. I had never heard it before, but it was like a, a spiritually, oh God, Austin Lucas played that show. And my like- Oh um, yeah, I missed the, that tour and I was so mad. It was so, such a good tour. Um, literally a girl that I had just broken up with showed up to that show and I still um, very specifically remember the outfit that she wore. Like she came to that show to, to see me and to look great when she saw me. And it was like, <laughs> That's oh so man, mean. like That's right so after, mean. like as Austin Lucas is playing and he's like playing, you know, like farewell. And she, oof, it was a rough one emotionally. And then they, they closed, uh, Lee Baines closed the show in the Glory Fires, closed the show by playing Dirt Track. And it like, what I was just like wrecked emotionally. And that show was on a Saturday and on a Wednesday, I got a Glory Fires tattoo. I love it. Um, and also they're on the right side of a lot of things when it comes to, um, you know, Lee Baines, um, loves the South and he loves his mama and he loves Jesus. Um, but he does not love capitalism. Um, I think that they're a band that, that tries really hard to, um, to like, contribute something meaningful as white men playing in the South, but also to center voices of color and the history of communities of color in the South. Um, that I think that he's very intentional about and the band's very intentional about, which which I think is important. Um, This song, Stars, uh, is actually a cover of of a Birmingham, local Birmingham band, the Primatons. Um, And the the song was a partnership between uh, lyricist Stephanie True Love Wright, um, who who doesn't perform, um, but but wrote, co-wrote a lot of the Primaton songs, um, and songwriter, band leader, uh, Mats Roden, who is an openly gay musician in Birmingham um, in, in the early 90s. And so um, this is the B-side of uh, 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 when Lee Baines put out um, the, the first song off their a record a few years ago, um, but it's just like Lee recorded it 
at at home on his iPhone. Um, and I think I think it's really beautiful, and it does get to that like um, does get to that longing, and does get to that like uh, uh, you know, even when you're not a singer um, or a poet, sometimes it feels like the only way you can express your emotion is through is through song, right? Um, even if you're just alone and by yourself. And I think this this cover really gets that across. Um, and then the next song I think um, is from, speaks to Aphrodite's point of view. And this is a song with a really interesting history. Um, it's by Kelly Kneiser, um, formerly Kneiser, now Kelly Smith Orcutt. Um, she's a member of Glossary. She was formerly married to Glossary um, songwriter and band leader, Joey Kneiser. Um, and they did something really interesting. Um, they ended up, um, you know, they ended up getting a divorce and they sort of each helped each other through that process. And they, they both wrote um, solo EPs. And Kelly, like in the liner notes for her EP, she's very clear that, you know, it wasn't, um, obviously it was an incredibly difficult time in their lives, but they helped each other through it. Um, Joey helped her write this EP. Um, he recorded the music video for it. They're now both, um, I believe both um, still happily married uh, in, in different relationships and, you know, still perform together and, and have found some measure of peace. And so this song, Happiness Looks Good on You, is like really sweet and really heartbreaking, but it's from the point of view of like, hey, look, we're broken up, but you're fine. Like, actually, you're better now. And that's that's good. And I feel like that's the perspective that that sort of Aphrodite that Sappho is is seeing Aphrodite is bringing to um, to this relationship you know what, actually, maybe this is fine. Um, maybe maybe you're in an okay place because this happened. Um, and so I wanted to close out my submissions on that. That mm -hmm. Oh, that's good, there's one more later. But I, I really like that hopeful, that hopeful note. That's awesome. It's time for rest in the house I've
Slipped inside your birthday wedding gown You opened like a book I committed every word to memory Then I set fire to all the pages Through the ashes in the shallow inland sea 
And uh, before I talk about the Austin Lucas song, um, yeah, uh, Joey and Kelly are just like really special people. I don't really know them well. I only met them once um, when Joey put out his album and they were touring together and they got divorced, I guess, around the time when Glossary had to break up. Um, For those who don't know, Glossary is probably one of the the best bands ever. (laughs) Um, I need to make Rosa listen to the album, but uh, along with, yeah. So oh, it ahead. happened. It happened right before Feral Fire came out, actually. Okay. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because because they, there's a cover because they play uh, one of Joey's songs on um, on Feral Fire. So like, still while they're like, um, you know, Feral Long Live All of Us, I think is uh, one of like it's an excellent record and probably their their um, their best known record. Um, but Feral Fire is the one that I started listening to, and uh, so yeah, they. I mean the you know, the, the lead singer and, and one of his like, you know, backup singers slash songwriting partner slash life partner broke up before they put out an album and then they did their solo thing and then they wrote two more albums and got back out on the road. It's really remarkable. Yeah. And uh, and then, so Glossary breaks up because uh, the drummer whose name I'm blanking on like busted his shoulder and they decided mm-hmm. that they wouldn't get back together until he was able to drum again. And so they haven't gotten back together. <laughs> They've like performed, like they performed at last year's holiday hangout, but they haven't like, they aren't touring. And I don't think Kelly's uh, making more music at this point, but, um, or I'm wrong. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I cannot confirm that you're wrong. Joey's. Yeah. Um, he made a movie. He, he made a movie. It's on yeah. Amazon prime. Yeah. Um, I want to say Eric Giles, mm-hmm. um, Eric Eric Giles, um, and actually Bingham Barnes, their their bass player, who's uh, so much fun. Like after Glossary broke up, he was you know figuring out what to do, and he started a screen printing business, um, and is now like doing a ton of really great work. He's like screen printing like really boutique stuff for like Jason Isbell shows, and mm-hmm. um, uh, seems to be doing really well down there in, in Tennessee. So that's awesome. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I would love to, to see them play again, obviously. I hope that Eric is, is doing well. I hope all of them are doing well. But they're, I mean, uh, every, I think actually another parallel I see between this, this, this poem and a lot of Glossary's music, it was hard not to pick a, a yeah. Glossary song. It's just like, even in, even in these moments of like, uh, glossary can be writing a song about death and then Joey will just like include a little a little nugget in there about like how beautiful everything is or he'll be writing a song about how beautiful everything is and he'll include a little nugget in there about how like well, everyone's gonna die someday and that's something we all should think about too um, and so it's just these these contrasts that I think um, are, are in this poem and are in a lot of uh, glossary songwriting yeah they're like almost Buddhist I don't know if they are Buddhist themselves but it's that definitely kind of like zen outlook and whatever sure. I'm like sad, I go to along with all of us. To be honest, I haven't spent much time listening to their earlier work because it just feels like when I listen to the earlier songs, like what they were working towards was what they w ended up with on Long Live All of Us. Like I never sure. listened to Cal Garage's first record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, because they got better. I don't better. think Micah does either. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I met them one day we're touring for his solo album and I had seen Two Cow Garage the day before in Philly. It was spring break. This was in 2016. Wow. Uh, and that was like a weird time to be in Philly for the weekend. And that's an off mic story. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like basically got off the bus and went to go see the two of them. And Kelly was so nice. And I was like, oh my God, how am I in love with you? <laughs> like me and these other nerdy dudes, I need to like take a step back. I'll just be really oh, shy yeah. and not talk to you. She was like, hey, bud, you look a little awkward. Let's hang out. And I was like, what? Kelly wants to talk to me? Yeah. There's so there's. Cool. There are there are very few emotions on this earth that are similar to Kelly wants to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have I have felt that exact that exact thing. Oh boy, take takes a minute takes a minute to recover. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm I'm sure Rachel has some stories about me with some of the people she's introduced me to. Rosa's very uh, starstruck. I am. Uh, around like Micah. <laughs> I'm still starstruck around Shane just because I haven't spoken to him in person as much. Um, what you got to do is yeah. have a couple drinks and then kiss him on the head when I'm he sure still doesn't know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> please, if you're listening to this, please don't kiss Shane Sweeney on the head without consent. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of the original art we have in the house is either from Shane or uh, Vanessa. Micah's partner. Yeah. So, oh, and yeah. actually, um, Vanessa did the uh, Ghost Shirts most recent album came out in 2015, and uh, Vanessa um, did the uh, Micah Schnabel's partner and an artist who does a mm -hmm. lot of really great artwork, um, and and has I think Rachel, you've played some of her work with mm -hmm. their um, uh, their side project. She does some really great spoken word, um, but she also did the the cover art for Ghost Shirts most recent uh, most recent album. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a cool little community. <laughs> uh, just that, those pioneers of that. Um, and then Austin Lucas was the third song of the set with Shallow Inland Sea. That was from his last album, Immortal, Immortal Americans. But his most recent album, Alive in the Hot Zone, is pretty incredible, too. Um, I don't have like a real reason for picking this song other than the fact that uh, it's like a beautiful song about vaginas. <laughs> when I first heard it I was like is that what it's about and then I went back and read the lyrics I was like oh that is what it's about he's not it's like not just being coy that's just what the song is about yeah excellent yeah 
And I think you can only pull off a song like that if you really respect uh, people with vaginas. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so before we get into these last two songs, oh, there's a dog too? No, or that's it's another just cat? A, it's just a large cat. Oh, it looks like the snout of like a retriever no, or something. it's just a jerk of a Siamese who wants more attention. Aw. Giddy cats. Um, <laughs> just the usual housekeeping stuff. Uh, Send me music on Submit Hub. Uh, you can support the podcast financially with Kofi or Patreon. Um, though I would say instead you should uh, save our stages. Um, somebody sent me a very uh, generous Kofi uh, donation, so I'm going to donate that to a local food pantry up. Excuse me, up here. Um, but yeah. Also, if you want to send me something that I can then donate to people in Washington Heights. Uh, let me know and I can put food directly into somebody's belly with that donation. Um, and if you want to find out more about me, uh, I have all my social media stuff in the link tree and I do tweet with Gabe and Rosa a lot. So they will come up on your timeline, <laughs> but um, would either of you like people to get in touch with you or maybe not? <laughs> like, do, yeah. you have a, do you want me to link to your social medias on the, yeah. in the show notes? Yeah. Okay. You'll find them on Twitter. Um, you'll find me. You'll you'll find me on Twitter tweeting about um, democratic politics mm-hmm. or uh, Shakespeare. As of about um, ten o'clock this morning, I decided to get really into watching Ray Donovan. So I think I'm going to do a bunch of Ray Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And you'll find me on Twitter uh, retweeting a lot about politics. Um, that's, that's, that's my, my jam. Uh, but also uh, bemoaning academia as well as thinking about theater. And politics and theater. In politics and theater. Yeah. And theater and politics. The <laughs> rabbit hole goes all the way down. It's true. <laughs> it's just performance studies all the way down. Let me tell you. <laughs> it is really funny because after a show, Rosa will like comment on like the performance, <laughs> like the physicality of all the musicians' performance. Oh man. It's so I funny to do, me. Yeah. I could do a like treatise on have you have you seen Tim Barry live, Rachel? Yes, that was that same weekend. <laughs> it was uh, Two Cow Garage and Tim Barry. <laughs> and then wow. I think, yeah. I, caught, and then, uh, I, I remember that because I caught that same, mm-hmm. I think I caught that same tour. It was in 2016. I caught the like the Southern swing of that. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yes, it was 2016. Got, uh, oh, no, we did get, I, I did a, yeah, I know I put together a house show. Um, I had Joey and Kelly and Micah, um, and Vanessa, I think, I, I think maybe Shane too, but I found him a house show in a backyard in New Orleans. Let me tell you. Oh, that sounds perf- like perfection. It was a awesome. very good night. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Tim, yeah. Tim Barry as a, uh, is a really interesting performer because um, he doesn't, um, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's great with people. I don't want to imply that he's antisocial or anything, but like being in front of like a couple dozen or a couple hundred people is not something that comes naturally to him. Um, and so on one tour I saw like a few nights in a row and you can tell that like what he does is much like a performer would is he works on his pattern. He like yeah. figures out exactly how he's going to get from song to song and which stories are going to get him from, from thing to thing, because you can just tell that like physically that, that helps him get through the performance until he can, you know, then have more measured 
individual interactions with people or like i think the most i saw him open up after one show was um he was talking to a bouncer who is from mississippi about catfishing um and like the, you know the last time he'd been catfishing and that's like you know he he really is such a down-to-earth guy that like being a you know, he's not one of those guys that gets up there and is like making eye contact with everyone in the crowd and like asking, you know, he's not doing like interaction patter. He's, he's performing, a, you know, a process. Yeah, I'm excited to, for Rosa to see to Cal Garage because I think it's going to be way too loud for her. But the like, <laughs> the like raw intensity of the three of them up on stage together. Absolutely. It is, yeah. it is. Um, Way to call me out, Rachel. Jeez. It's true, though. No, it's it's it's, it's very uh, loud. God, what's the what's the theatrical term I'm I'm looking for? Um, it's cathartic. There, there. The two cow garage is performance as catharsis. Awesome. Um, and like, uh, you know, maybe on the recording it just sounds like screaming, but when you just like when you see like the muscles, the veins in Shane's neck, like straining as he's screaming at the top of his lungs um, and, you know, uh, and on the background or, or and, you know, like in, in Glass City, oh man, it is like, mm -hmm. um, it is, it is what I think like, you know, in all my theater history classes that I've forgotten, when, when people talk about like what Greek theater was like in terms of being emotionally cathartic and, and transformative for the people watching and allowing them to like experience something. That is what a two cow garage show is like, man, it is, it is incredible. Awesome. I think it's just going to be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting for me to watch the holiday, holiday hangout performances. Cause like I was so depressed in my twenties and like sad and lonely and I'm like not there anymore. And like, it's just going to be an interesting time capsule. Cause I feel like the song, those songs help me remember um the place I used to be in um yeah. and like I for the podcast I try to focus on new stuff because there's no, it's just non-stop but yeah I like to go I should go back to the more retrospective do some themed oh yeah episodes like this and stuff look if you'll have me I'm all in yeah um, I'm in <laughs> I uh yeah I, I think actually that's that's another reason why I felt that this poem was really um was really instructive is that I am in a, a a very happy relationship which is like not super usual for me and it's been going on for you know six or seven months now which is really Yay. great um and yeah no it's don't get I mean like mm -hmm. all of these songs like you know this this um this next song coming up from from Lydia Loveless uh really want to see you it is like there's some stuff, there's some like junk in here. There's some stuff that like, you know, these songs bring back that um, that it is instructive to listen to. And I think that, you know, reading this poem was a really interesting way to like access like, oh man, you know, like that story about that ex showing up at that Austin Lucas show. I have not thought about that in years. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, but you know, a few years ago or even, you know, a year ago, maybe I would have thought about that every day for, you know, 14 days straight and just like, oh man, what I fucked up. I should have, shouldn't have had her leave the show. Like, um, you know, some it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, um, or I guess it can be easy to forget what it was like when these emotions were like literally the only thing you could feel from waking yeah. up to falling asleep, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I think that's a good segue into Rosa's song. Yeah, no, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say this was this was a really interesting kind of assignment, um, thinking on my end, um, kind of because obviously when I was doing this, I was trying to find something that was like 
really accessible. When I was doing this in class, I was trying to find something really accessible. Um, but there is something the most uh, Robin dancing on my own is just like the gayest, most unrequited thing. Like I have, I have cried to the song on so many like dance floors. And well, I, I was, um, I did an internship in Sarasota, Florida for a year after I graduated, um, which was a whole, whole thing. I don't drive. So it was definitely, you know, an isolating experience and we would go to this like gay bar um in tampa and this would always play like near the end of the night and i would always just like be on the dance floor like just sobbing my heart out to this this song very drunk and also sobbing um which kind of describes my 20s quite a bit <laughs> actually now that i think about it um and you know one of the things that i love so much about the song is not only it's it's a, it's a great like song musically um it's a wonderful beat um but some of the like lyrics in the uh you know in in the um the chorus you know i'm in the corner watching you kiss her oh i'm right over here why can't you see me um i'm giving it my all but i'm not the guy you're taking home um is just like it gets gets like Gabe was talking about, just gets at the like desperate, unhinged, you know, what do I have to do for you to look at me? Um, that is just like, you know, Sappho, I feel like in a nutshell. <laughs> um, but also, you know, at least my gay experience for in, you know, 20, I'm, I'm, a while ago, in the 20, in, in my 20s. <laughs> 2013, 2014. 20, there we go, thank you. <laughs> Did I forget how old I was? Maybe. I mean, time doesn't mean anything. This pandemic. Yeah, hey, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough out here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does anyone have anything else uh, you want to say before? Uh, I mean, we could keep talking, but we'll start stop recording. Yeah. Well. well thank uh, you. Thank you for taking this up, Gabe. I, I uh, I'm so honored that you use this as like a real thing and not just like a Twitter, Twitter think piece. This is awesome. Yeah, no, I really, um, you know, I, I get so much from Rachel's perspective on music and uh, every time I see you Rosa talk about, um, you know, theater or, or poetry, it's also really, um, uh, it, it's, it also provides a, you know, a really great insight. And so I'm, I'm happy to be able to like call both of you friends and I'm, I'm happy to be, on this uh, podcast and talk about all these great jams and all these really, you know, uh, I, I think that this is something that's really important is that um, all of these people are good people, right? Like, um, you know, talking about, you know, Joey and, and Callie or early Baines or Shane and Micah, like they're all just excellent people. And it feels so good to be able to share the music of people who are, are truly great humans. So um, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Well, thanks for coming. This is so fun.
I'm so high 
All original content is copyright Adobe and Teardrops. All original music is copywritten by their respective artists.